I don't care about living or dying anymore. I just want to send as many of these devils back to hell as I can. Amen. Hello and welcome to the final podcast, the last podcast you will ever listen to. We are the creators of the Spooky Pit, the innovators of the Passion Bump, and we take you down the darkest rabbit holes of all things horror. Welcome, spooky bitches, to the Titty Twister, JK. We are your final bros, Brian Hopper LaGrosta and Shane Titty Twister extraordinaire Smith, and we are joined as always (laughs) by our Scream Queen Jen, the producer. Compared to like Shane's names, <laughs> you just your energy goes so low when you're just like and Jen. Brian's like and Jen's here. Jen also <laughs> is with us. Shane, don't be rude. There's a lady <laughs> present. I give you guys both the same attention. You give me a little more. Yeah, you do. I have to comprise the nickname. Jen is always <laughs> producer and scream queen. You're you're something different. Every yeah, episode. no, I know. I love that I can participate in choosing the nicknames, though. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it's it. It's a team effort. Team effort. I think this is like episode 70 or some shit. So we've been doing this like for 70 episodes. Yeah. It's hard to think of a different nickname out of the blue. <laughs> it is. I get nervous. I start sweating and I never sweat. I actually don't have sweat glands. Me either. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Also, Mosquitoes also don't bite me. Same. Same way. Maybe that's why me and you have done this for so long. I think so. I, I think so. Do you think it's weird, Jen, that we don't sweat or get bitten by mosquitoes? I've seen you sweat. What are you talking about? What kind of sweat? I don't sweat. Sweat is weakness. <laughs> okay. I don't sweat from my forehead at all. I surprisingly went kayaking and was not bitten by any mosquitoes. Maybe you're like us. Maybe, maybe that's why you're here. Maybe it's rubbing off on me. Yeah. Perfect. I appreciate we are that. We spillover. Maybe there's final podcast spillover. We are reviewing From Dust Till Dawn. A great <laughs> horror movie it starring is. George Clooney. Yeah, and... You know, some other classics. Well, like, you, you get into the all the cast Harvey soon. Keitel, I just I figured you'd get to that once Tarantino, we jumped into the spooky pit. Julia we only needed one. Lewis. All right, well, you're kind of jumping the gun here. Some Asian You're boy. being a really stupid bitch, and because oh. of that, let's jump right into the spooky pit. Holy hell. <laughs> yes, From Dust Till Dawn was released in 1996. Two wanted thieves travel to Mexico with their hostages and visit a bar that's open from dusk till... Dawn. Wow, that's clever. They're waiting for a man to give them an escape. However, the proprietors of this bar couldn't be further from what they expected. This film was directed by one of my favorites, Robert Rodriguez. Director of the Spy Kids movies. Director of <laughs> Sin City. Also stars Harvey Keitel as Jacob Fuller, George Clooney as Seth Gecko, Quentin Tarantino as Richard Gecko, Juliette Lewis as Kate Fuller, and Salma Hayek as Santanico. Pandemonium. I just want to say also, there's a shout out to Tom Savini in this movie, as well as Fred Williamson, who played great parts. You might know Fred Williamson from such movies as the 1974 (laughs) classic, which we found out last week. That's all I'll say. Oh, my God. Uh, Tom Savini, though, I do actually want to talk about him. He's one of my favorite people ever because he is the special effects makeup guy for a lot of, like, the Friday movies and a lot of those classic horror movies. A lot of, like, all the horror movies. Yeah, like, every horror movie ever made, (laughs) Tom Savini. Like, the Day of the Dead, all those movies. If you see blood and guts being ripped out in practical effects, Tom Savini is the one who did it. 
He's also made of blood, which is cool. So the blood in this movie, uh, they wanted it to get past the censors. So they actually made all the blood green, which is why this movie is much gorier, much more vivid than it should have been. Cool. Well, if the blood was red. Quentin Tarantino was also supposed to direct the movie. Uh, I could see that because him and Robert yeah. Rodriguez are like so comparable when it comes to these grindhousey action horror movies. I mean, he had a heavy hand in the screenplay, right? Pretty sure. He, yeah, he, he wrote did. it. He wrote it. Didn't yeah, he? probably. Oh, okay. You can tell in the beginning because Quentin Tarantino's like real big on some of those westerns, like especially back in the day. You can totally see his influence because my dad, being from the West, I've seen every western known to man. It's like his comfort movies. So. Big Quentin Tarantino fans over there and look just like it. It reminded me so much of it, especially like the dialogue between the liquor store owner and the <laughs> and the police officer. Yeah, everything the guy touches pretty much turns to gold, whatever he's involved yeah, in. Literally. Do you want to know the most telling part that Quentin Tarantino at least had some part in writing the movie? Him having Selma Hayek's foot in his mouth. <laughs> oh, is he like love her or something? No, he loves feet. Yes. True. Yes. He has, he's a foot fetishist. That, yeah. that whole scene, uh, the director actually told her to improvise that whole dance. He he may he have written he may have written that Quentin? part, yeah. but yeah, that, that you know the hot. second the toe went into his mouth, he busted. Yeah, he was <laughs> sucking on those toes hard. Yeah. he played a good fucking creep. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, he is he, creepy. Like I love Quentin Tarantino, one of my favorite directors. Dude's a creep. When he acts and he's like these spot cameos, he always plays a fucking creep yeah and he's great at it uh quentin tarantino is the guy who directed such movies as reservoir dogs pulp fiction kill bill one kill bill two django unchained inglorious bastards yep. once upon a time in hollywood mm -hmm. uh the Reservoir hateful dogs? eight i said that already sure. uh pulp fiction? my best friend's uh uh my best friend's girlfriend or something like that jackie brown jackie brown is another one you didn't say did you say pulp fiction you <laughs> yeah i said that yeah. Jackie Brown I did skip over because that's just like his least known movie. Even though Jackie Brown is still a very good movie. All these movies are really good. Even Oh, and uh, Death Proof. Yes, he directed Death Proof. Which is like, a low-key, very good movie that no one talks about. Yeah, because they came out with that Grindhouse duo with that and Planet Terror. Planet Terror, Robert Rodriguez directed. However, I believe Robert Rodriguez directed Yes, he did. It. And however, Tarantino has a cameo in that, which is incredible. His dick falls to the ground. It does. <laughs> his his mush, dick melts off. Mush dick. So, you know who was pitched for this movie? No. John Travolta. To play which role? I think to play George Clooney's role. Does not work. Well, it was around the same time that he was pitched Pulp Fiction, so it's pretty mm. obvious which one he took. He also said he wasn't interested in working on a vampire movie. Well, see, this is the thing. Like, he's great in Pulp Fiction. John Travolta doesn't have this, the menacing screen presence that Clooney had. I can't see him no. being like... Clooney was my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of good characters in this movie. There is, there is. But Clooney just... He's such a good-looking guy, but he's such a convincing, dirtbag, badass, like, thief. Like, he's just like, yeah, no I, fucks given, like... I mean, he hasn't done it yet, but in five years, he'll play one of the best thieves ever in Danny Ocean. Yeah, it's a great movie. It was also George's idea for uh, his character, Seth, to have... All the tattoos. The tattoos are awesome. I was yeah. about to say, I hate the tattoos. <gasps> really? Uh, I like, I okay, so first of all, I like it on the neck, and then when I realize it's just a bunch of squiggly lines down his arm, I'm like, why, dude? I think it's supposed to be a gang tat, isn't it? it it's so long. It looks like it, it looks like a bunch of Nike symbols that are conjoined. Maybe it arm. is a Nike symbol. Maybe it's in the Nike gang. <laughs> you like that tattoo all the way down? I don't care. Like, I just think they 
work on him. They just kind of uh, make him look intimidating. Look, I'll like, be honest, this man is getting squiggly lines on his arm. He's got to. He's got to be badass. Okay, so like when you see a neck tattoo, I immediately think badass. Well, unless I see Cody Rhodes' neck tattoo, and I'm like, that's not. But great. Like, the way it looks, it looks like it's going down his shoulder, and then yeah. I realize it's going down his whole entire arm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just wasn't into it. That's fair. Yeah. But I mean, I liked it when I found it was just like on his neck. Yeah, yeah. It's when you saw the rest. You know what I am into? Benny's World of Liquor. And the sheriff walks in and the sheriff is talking to... John Hawks. Yes. The (laughs) actor. 96 John Hawks. Yes. Who is playing Benny. And Michael Parks is the sheriff or cop or park ranger or highway ranger. It's Michael Parks. You know who I'm talking about? It's Michael Parks. Who actually? Who? John f- Renault, Twin Peaks. Oh, is that who that the, is? Uh, the dude who turns Justin Long into a walrus, Tusk. Wait, they're all the same person. That's the same guy, Shane. God, John Tusk Renault. is such a bad movie. No, it's not. I mean, it's. You think so? It's pretty. I- hated mo- Tusk. Most, Why? Pe- most people hate that movie. I actually really like. I it. just couldn't get into the whole. I just couldn't get into the, just a man being turned into a walrus. I, like I can't say that word, but <laughs> it's it's just, I couldn't get, it just wasn't for me. One of my friends said that she recommended that for us to watch. I had actually never seen it. You'll hate and it. I know. You she, will hate t- it. She, she told me about it. And she said that it was just like a really fucked up film. It is literally human centipede, but with a walrus. Yeah. I will like review, because I'll literally review anything for this podcast, but I do hate that movie. That's fair. I like that movie. There's only one part of that movie I don't like. And Johnny Depp. It is Johnny Depp. He's terrible in the movie. I where's, like Johnny Depp personally. Where's, oh, Johnny, too. where's Johnny Depp in that movie? He he's plays, a detective he, towards the end of the he movie. He literally comes uh, at the end of the movie. It's a stupid side plot that they crafted. He's got a stupid Canadian accent, and it's terrible. Yeah, it's almost like like he wishes he could do accents like me. Yeah. Because I'd be like, hey, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Syrup. Sauce, can you come back? Please. I'm not your friend, guy. I'm not your guy, buddy. (laughs) I'm going to leave. So we're in this spot, and they're talking about how these two brothers, Seth and Richie, are going on a shooting spree across Texas. Just a bunch of criminals just raking it up. Can I also just say about them, Richie is the fucking worst compared to his brother. Like, he's 50 million times worse. So that's the thing. Seth is a cold-hearted bastard, but he is smart. He's calculated. And he only does things if he needs to. Needs to he yeah. doesn't hurt people unless they need to be hurt. Whereas Richie is a Ready? murdering rapist. He's yep. reckless. He's yep. reckless. He's he's a, a liability. The thing is, he's act, Richie is actually just crazy. Yeah, he, he's something. He he's off. Yeah, obviously he's they always bring it up that he like is uh he's sexually rapist, harasses yeah, yeah. people he's potentially raped he's a killer obviously but you're right he, he may be crazy there might be something else there he's he, psychotic he rapes their next victim yeah he always creates problems for his brother like and his brother's super protective over him and it's funny because like we'll get to it seth is like did i do something wrong like is this my fault so while the brothers are they're like seeing this stuff and they're talking about it the sheriff and benny the sheriff goes into the bathroom and you see that Richard and Seth are in the back and they have two girls hostages and they go up to the guy and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Get this sheriff out of here and no one has to get hurt. And he's like, I- I'm acting natural. It's like he comes in every day. We talk. This is what we do. I can't, If I tell him to leave, it'll come off as unnatural. Yeah, he, he's trying to tell him like he has like a script with this cop and if he goes off script telling him like he can't use the bathroom. He's going to know something's up, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I believe or not, but. 
That's I, what they're saying. So I, I do believe him because I feel like in that situation, if you don't know the cop, you are going to just try to rush him out to like survive here. He's but you like, can't be like, oh, the bathroom's out of order. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, I'm just thinking. And that, that, that's a very good point. Uh, but anyway, so the sheriff comes back out and then literally like two seconds later, Richie walks up and shoots the cop in the back of the head. He's, yeah. I would have fucking just killed Richie. Yeah, th- that's the problem. Like, Seth has to deal with this fucking psycho, and, and he tries to justify it. He's like, he made it action. I, I seen it. He, he lipped something. He lipped help. He lipped help. Like, and his brother's like, basically doesn't believe him. No, because like, Seth's like, are you sure? Like that actually happened? And because the cashier's even like, I didn't, I didn't mouth help me. Like it never happened. That he's lying. He's lying. And then Richie's like, are you calling me a liar? You're lying. So Richie just fucking shoots the the clerk. Yeah, caps him. He's not dead though. No. He starts to reach and find a gun under in his safe, and then he opens fire on them, shooting Richie through the hand. This is a gunning. Yes. I thought that for some reason, because I hadn't seen the movie prior to this viewing, Richie doesn't really react to getting shot in the hand. I mean, he, he says Al, but then later in the car, there's just like a fucking hole in his hand. He's like, all right, I'm, du- yeah. right, I'm going to duct tape this up. It'll be fine. And... For whatever reason, I thought they were the vampires at first. I thought it was like some weird vampire movie like that where they could go out in sunlight and defied like regular vampire bulls. Daywalkers. Yeah, literally. Because as soon as they're done with this scene and they get in the car, he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. He's looking through his hand. Yeah. It's actually pretty wild. Yeah. So they shoot out all the, the alcoholic bottles. They throw toilet paper on fire over. They set Benny on fire. Benny gets up in a blaze and still starts shooting at them. He gets a couple of shots. (laughs) Yeah, and they just finish him off. He's on fire. I don't know how to, like, describe this. Burning down the house. Yeah, he's literally inflamed. He's engulfed in fire and still shooting, like... I don't think this would happen, but yeah. Quentin Tarantino, so. It's what happens. Super cool. And so the, they walk out, building blows up, and they start driving, and they do this shot, which is kind of like a Quentin Tarantino shot, where they just show that there's a woman in the um, the trunk of the car, by not like going into the trunk, just like fading some of the trunk out and showing her like in a circle there. It's very yeah. interesting. Very cool. It's like, hey, you know, uh, you guys are driving, and yeah, there's a girl in the trunk. Yes. That poor fucking woman. And I love this because for like the, maybe the first like 50 minutes, but we'll just say like for now, you would have no indication this has anything to do with vampires. That's what I like about this movie. Oh, me too. If you go into this movie without knowing what the movie is about, if you're just like, hey, do you want to watch From Dusk Till Dawn? It's a Clooney movie where it's a criminal. It's like an action crime movie. Yeah, you, you would believe it. And then out of nowhere, it's like fucking pyres are everywhere. Like, oh, what are they doing? Oh, wow. This is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Actually, in our third ever episode of the podcast, we ranked our top 10 vampire movies, and I had From Dusk Till Dawn on my list. Yeah. You got it really high, and yeah. it's definitely That's on right, my. You did. It's definitely on my list too. So I'd have to really think about it because I can't really think of too many. You did tell me that you listened to the episode and yeah. you agreed with me and Shane's number one vampire movie. What was the number one? It was uh, Let, Let the, the right, right One In. Oh fuck, that's right. I love that movie. Such a good movie. That mo- that movie. I remember watching it and thinking it still went slow because it does have that quiet tone. Yeah. Yes. That I don't favor in movies, but I still really enjoyed it. It's so good. It's like. An almost perfect movie for yeah. me. Like, it's really good. It's almost a 10. It's not, but it's close. Some say it hits a little different. Yeah. How long is that movie again? It's two hours. Two hours? Yeah, it's, I think it's a two-hour movie. So, I love it. Maybe it's, maybe it's because I didn't feel the two hours because there was always something happening. Like, there wasn't yeah. super downtime in that movie. It's a Swedish movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Wow. I watched that at such a young age. So did I. 
I watched that when I was in high school, I believe. Yeah, I, wa- I watched them. Well, I watched them my senior year of high school. So yeah. like, I must have watched it younger than you guys because I'm like, I'm not that much younger than you guys, but I definitely watched it when I was younger. It came out in like 08, I think. Yeah, around there. Okay. And I watched I it. I watched think it the in year school. after it came out. Yes, yeah, so right. It's. I probably watched it in middle school then. Yeah. It's what, brilliant. Was I in middle school? And I think they remade it. And I heard the, the <laughs> remake is good too. We I heard. graduated high school in 09, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I graduated in 13. Yeah, that would make sense then. You would be in middle school. Uh, that makes sense. All right. We're <laughs> in the hotel now instead of high school and middle school. And George Clooney sits down the bank teller that they've kidnapped. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go over some rules with you. If we ask you to do something, you do it or I shoot you. You don't ask any questions or I shoot you. If you don't understand either of these two rules... I shoot you. And that's it. It gives them a good guidelines. And revisit number one. From yeah. what we know about this movie, we don't know at this point, but he sticks by those guidelines. Yes. That's what I like about Clooney's character. He tells it like it is. And if you do listen to every word he says and follow his instructions, you will make it out alive. He will threaten to fucking kill you and everyone you love, but just listen to him and he'll let you go. Yeah. And it is true. Yeah. So Clooney's hungry. But he makes a mistake here. Don't leave anybody with Richie, ever. No. Nope. He, he goes to get some burgers, and he leaves Richie alone with the clerk. But before that, we cut to two kids having breakfast with their dad. The kids are played by Juliet Lewis and... Asian boy. Yes. Can I ask, because I just wasn't sure about this. Again, my first time viewing it. I had a hunch who was going to be one of the final people in this movie. I did not have a hunch about the second final person. Did That's either fair. Did either of you like have a hunch it would have been them? I didn't. No. Because I was like, am I missing something? Like, usually you can cue who the final person is going to be. I like it, though. I was literally going to say the same thing. I was literally going to say no, but I like it. Yeah. It definitely threw me for a loop. There was people you knew were going to die. We all knew that Harvey Keitel's character was destined to die, right? And we all knew uh, Quentin Tarantino's character was destined to die. Has he ever lived as a side character like in a movie before? No, he doesn't live in any movie he's ever been He likes killing himself. He does. For sure. And there, when we meet other characters, you're like, oh, maybe this person will like stick around. But no, without spoiling it, the person who does stick around, I like it. Yeah. Also, because I like the person. Like, we'll talk about it more when we get yeah. there. I was just curious if you guys saw that because I didn't. See no, it. but it makes sense from like a horror standpoint, yeah. knowing horror movies in general, and also because it fits, yes. in my opinion. So we learned that Harvey Keitel is playing a former priest who has given up his priesthood since his wife has died in a tragic car accident and we learn that they are heading to mexico to kind of get their minds off of the whole incident mel gibson signs yes we then see a news report there john saxon friend of the podcast so now we cut back to seth in the hotel room yeah richard in the hotel room he motions the girl to come sit with him and watch tv as soon as he did this as soon as he was like, you want to come watch TV with me on the bed? I was like, oh, he's a rapist. Like, they, they also hadn't said on TV yet that he was a rapist. No. As soon as he did that, I, w- I was like, oh, he's going to rape her. Yeah. It's, it's funny because like when he does it, like, she goes over there and she sits down and he just, like, is still, like, like clicking on the remote, like, watching TV. And then the scene cuts. Yeah. But you know it's not going well. No. So then when they cut to Seth coming back and Richard's just sitting in the room <laughs> by himself. And he's like, where's the, where's the hostage? What hostage? Yeah, he's like, what are we talking about? That, yeah. I was cry. I was almost crying laughing. I was like, what hostage? Are you fucking joking? And I, I love this scene because of the way it's filmed. Because they, he opens the door. His look, like Clooney sells the devastation in the scene oh, yeah. so well. Because they don't show you. They just flash. They just do flashes of blood on the wall and flashes. And then Clooney's like, is it me? 
Like, is do you think this is what I am? And he takes his fucking face and smushes it against the wall. Like me, when a bear... Like, if I was ever camping and a bear came up, I'd always say I would just smush its face away. Yeah. This is what Clooney does to his brother. He just smushes his face into the wall. I think there needs to be a million of you across the world for anybody that's scared of camping because of the bears. So you could just smush all the bears' faces in case that's a problem. Well, yeah, because, like, people are always scared of bears. And I'm like, I would just go up to it and smush its face. Like, I went hiking the other day with my cousin, and there was a sign that said... Um, that there was actually a recent a bear sighting in the in the place we were the state forest that we were hiking in, and I'm just like, I wish Shane was here because he would just smush the shit out of this bear's face, yeah, and everybody would be safe. It's, it's true. I'm, I'm sure. glad you agree. So yeah, Seth is scolding Richie about all this. Great scene. We then cut to the the former priest and his two kids. They stop at a shitty motel. Happens to be the hotel though that Seth and Richie are staying at because as they pull in with their RV, Seth gives them a stare down. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is going to be my new my new people. You can also see, uh, back to that other scene. Let me take it back, Scott. You can see that she's also partially undressed. Yes. Yeah, this is correct. Yeah. So he's just uh, he's just having a ball doing whatever the fuck he wants. Because he's, he's not just like, he rape murders. Like, it's it's a combo. Yeah. But, like, we don't know the the plan yet for these guys. We have an idea, but we don't know the full plan. But this is an ideal concept for Seth's plan. Yes, because Seth's plan is to get to Mexico. Because they do say it on the news. They believe the two brothers are headed, headed to, to Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Later on, there's a knock on the door of the family. Knock, knock. And it's Richie. And he's like, uh, hi, excuse me. Um, The ice machine in my room is broken. And uh, it would be great if I could use yours. It would be really appreciated. That's a good rendition of Richie. It is kind of how he talks, yeah. right? He talks like a slow really like verbalizes and almost like puts extra emphasis on his words it makes him creepier it him does trying to act normal it makes him creepier and i love it because when you see quentin do it like his mouth protrudes and his yeah. eyes look like they're gonna come out of his face yes i you know quentin so well so as soon as like he hears that he turns around to grab an ice bucket and then as soon as he turns around they both have guns pointed in his face. Yep. They push Harvey Keitel to the bed where his uh, his son is sitting. We will, I should mention this. His son is Asian and his daughter is white. His son is adopted, just for clarification. Because when he puts his arm around his his son, like he's holding him close, George Clooney's like, what, are you guys gay? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, this is my son. He's like, you don't look Japanese. <laughs> he's like, that's because he's Chinese. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't either. He's Chinese. Yeah. Harvey Keitel is such a also, different kind of badass where he knows he's in a bad situation, but never like backs down he, or looks intimidated. He, no, he yeah. always tries to act like he's the one in control. Yeah, because he, 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 I think he knows what's like happening. Yeah. And, and like he knows what's going to happen. I don't know if he's had experience with this in the past, just thinking about his character. I'm not sure. I don't think anything surfaces, but he doesn't want to be taken for a ride. Exactly. And he knows he has to defend his family. So he hard lines hard. He also might be this thing where like he's in a position of, I guess, quote unquote he's a not a religious person anymore but he's seen as a, a religious person yeah. and the idea is like a religious person would be like a pushover and he hard lines it like that's not who i am you yeah know? you don't fuck yeah. with me he had a real western ass family yeah yeah then juliet lewis kate is her name? yeah yes she comes out of the bathroom and they point guns at her she gets scared they pull her to the side and they establish just the three of them and this is when 
Quentin Tarantino's creepiness comes in. He you, imagines people. You can see so, his fantasy. Yes. That's essentially what it is because he looks at her and he eyes her up and down. Super creepy. Because well, how old is she actually supposed to be in the movie? She's got to be like uh, definitely underage. I yeah, was, that's I was what like I'm assuming. Like, probably like I don't think she is in six, real life in, at like this point. Acting but it, but no. acting it, right? She is supposed to be like 16-ish. In 17- the movie character-wise, yeah. I would say 16, yes. 17. And then like looks at her face. He just sees her say, do you want to eat my pussy? And he takes it almost literally. Because he asks her. He's yeah. like, he's like. Do you mean that? Yeah, like later on, yeah. he mentions it. Because he can't tell his fantasy apart from real life. Yes. Like if he imagines it, he's like, oh, it definitely happened. Exactly. Which just- is, I would love to have known what he had seen with like the character before that. Like oh, when the she bank sat on the bed. Tell- yeah, yeah I, I don't even want to know. George Clooney tells her, go in the bathroom. You have three minutes to get changed. If you're not on three minutes, I will literally put a hole in your father and your brother's head. Do you believe me? She says yes. And he says, good girl. And she goes and changes. This guy means business. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's a stickler for time limits. Very serious. He is. She gets changed. They all get in the RV. And he's like, okay, you guys are my prisoners. You're going to bring me to Mexico. If we get to Mexico, we're going to go to a bar. And then I will let you go. That's the plan. So the plan is he's going to wait for a guy to get to the Titty Twister bar and meet them there. Roberto, Rodrigo. Carlos. Carlos, I'm a racist. And um, so, Dead. so <laughs> they'll meet Carlos, and then Carlos is going to grant them safe passage in Mexico. Uh, what's that word? Extradite? It's extradite. Yeah. This is like a makeshift extradite because once they meet up with Carlos at the bar in the morning, because they got to be there all night, Carlos is going to grant them pretty much safe passage so they'll no longer be traced by any police forces or authority figure or whatever. Yeah, he's pretty much just going to hide him in a town. But he, like... So- El Rey, right, is where they're going in Mexico? El Rey, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, a shitty town, according to the end of this movie. Not a not a good place to be. No, terrible. Terrible. I mean, apparently, it's where criminals go to hide out. Yeah. So. Gotcha. It's but like the hideout. Our priest and Seth are, because I don't remember his name, are talking in the car, uh, like on the drive, while Quentin Tarantino's, like, just watching the two kids. And... You know, he's just asking him, like, follow-up questions. How'd your wife die? Are you a preacher? You're ordained? Like, like, just personal shit. And the preacher says that if he touches his daughter, because you can see the way he's looking at him, he was like, I'll kill you. And he was like, all right, keep that promise. Like, he like he yeah. knows that his brother's a fucking nut. Yeah, he knows, yeah. yeah. I actually really like that conversation. Me too. It's really interesting. Cause I think he, he starts, to, doesn't he ask him, like, a ton of questions in the front so of the car? Th- How'd your a- wife die? Yeah. Go more detail. Was she drunk? This is where we learn all of that, how his wife died. And they're going back and forth. And then Harvey Keitel even at the, some point says, I think I have told you all yeah. I want to tell you. And he's like, look, he's like, you're right. We could cut the bullshit. You just want to get out, and I just want to get where I'm going. So you just do what you're told, and we'll be fine. So they stop the bullshitting there. They then get to the um, border. And that's where we meet Cheech Marin's <laughs> first of three characters. I was about to say that. Cheech Marin, that won't be the last time you see him. So he plays the Border Patrol guy who is going to inspect the car. So they do it where Seth and Richie hide in the bathroom with Kate while the son and Harvey Keitel are in the front seat. And he's like, me and my son, we're going to Mexico, and that's all it is. And then there's a noise in the back, and they're like, oh, is there someone else there? My daughter. Oh, yeah, I met my daughter. Uh, you too. just said you and your, you and your son. Like, no, no, Not- my daughter, too. And he's like, okay, I'm going to investigate, which is fair. But, yeah. They're very suspicious. And then, like, uh, Seth in the bathroom is like, telling Richie, he's like, all right, just be quiet. Don't fuck this up. Don't do anything crazy. And he's like, oh, wait, you think I'm going to do something crazy? fucking talking. And then he just 
takes his hand and just fucking punches him in the face real quick. And Kate, I, Kate's like, thank you. Little back fist. And I love that where Kate's like, thank you. And Seth's like, no problem. Yeah. I like how he like acknowledges with other people how crazy his brother is and why it would be annoying for them. Yeah, but it makes sense because it's like still his brother. Like he wants to protect him and stuff like that. Yeah. So then Kate pretends to be peeing on the toilet when the inspection opens the bathroom door and he kind of like he creepily stares at her too for a while yeah and she's like close the fucking door so they close the door honestly like, ev- like nearly every guy in this movie is a fucking creep they're like oh you're on the toilet let me just look honestly played really well though because like it's so shocking that it happens he stays there which was kind of weird but like you're, you're like okay well I'm not going to look anymore, like, because you're going to the bathroom. It's just, like, immediately, like, I yeah. got to get out of there. I wonder in real life if, the, and I'm sure it would happen, if the cops would be like, all right, I'll just wait till you're done, and then I'll examine the rest of the bathroom. I think, depends on the cop. Some people just don't care. And it's just, like, just a quick, like, hey, day. it looks like I've scanned the room. Real, you're going to the bathroom. Exactly. Like, he does give an extra look, too, so. Like, I don't have, I have better things to do. And it may look, because they were hiding in the shower, you see them on the side it may look like the shower's not even there Who exactly knows? yeah no it's very true so they're into mexico seth and richie come out they celebrate and it's like he tells him where he's going and he's like you're gonna see a giant bar called the titty twister you i've heard you can't miss it when you get there they then make it to the titty twister and my god he was right you would never miss it there is literally two giant titties twisting at the top of the bar true. and this is like a biker haven there's like bikers everywhere there's also teach Marin's second character chet pussy and boy is this guy talking about pussy he loves pussy and he wants to make sure that you love pussy as well Brad, can you tell me some of the types of pussy that are there? Yeah, white pussy, black pussy, Spanish pussy. Yellow pussy, leather pussy, velvet pussy. Horse pussy, dog pussy, wet pussy, black pussy. Wet pussy, dry pussy, sand pussy. Literally pussy pussy like a cat. Yeah, no, I think he does say pussy pussy. Undead pussy. Undead pussy. Literally undead pussy. (laughs) Vampire pussy. Vampire pussy. All kinds of like pussy and is this guy gonna say anything else and i realized he's not and he's like we got a special going on buy one pussy get another pussy for a penny if you can find cheaper pussy anywhere else fuck it <laughs> it's so good it really is really I, good i've seen this movie so many times i've like memorized some yeah. of these fucking lines yeah so they go into the titty twister after punching him in the face because they're not going to let them in at first because they're not bikers or Truck drivers. Seth is just not having it. No, so Seth punches him in the face, and then Richie, the coward that he is, kicks him while he's down. He's like, hi, how you doing? How's your day been? And then just walks away. Genius. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So they go into the titty twister. They go up to get a drink. And Danny like, Trejo, bartender. Yes, Danny Trejo is the bartender. He's like, I'll take five shots of whiskey or whatever. I'm not serving you, Bob. Guess what? You're not a biker, and you're not a trucker. And like, you can tell Seth is probably about to murder him. He's getting very ticked off, but to try to cool him harvey cartel kind of takes over and he's like okay well you see that big vehicle outside and i don't even know if there's a window but he literally just says that yeah he's like I- i'm driving uh basically like a ginormous winnebago that's a large size vehicle i'm certified to drive trucks and he shows him his like license and stuff and he's like all right drinks for uh drinks up for all you guys I-, I love how him breaking down how he's a trucker because of an rv license loophole is like hey it's okay it's good enough for me I mean, they're planning on killing him later anyway, so does it really matter? I think 
You see, and I think they don't want them in the bar. I think it's the idea that truckers and bikers don't have like yes. family and stuff. They're no, very right. easy to go missing, yes. which is why they don't want a family in the bar. They work alone. And I'm assuming they would have let them leave if the one girl hadn't kind of lost it with the blood. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. Now they grab the the whiskey glasses. They grab the whiskey. They sit at the table. They start taking some shots. We see a man who has a whip. He whips a beer out of a man's hand. It was a lasso, Shane. Yeah. He la- lassoes, lassoes that it. beer. And then he, the guy goes over to him, and he has a dick gun. Yeah. I love dick gun. Yeah, what did the other guy do? He tried to... Uh... What did he try to do to him? Like the, the other guy sitting next to Tom Sweeney. Oh, so the so sex. What was it? Sex, sex machine. machine. Sex yeah. machine. He has a whip. So honestly, I thought he was a vampire hunter. Uh, spoiler alert: No one in this movie is a vampire hunter. Let's just get that out of the yeah. way. Sex machine has a whip, which he is very good with. Whips the guy's beer, pulls it over, grabs it, and then the guy flicks his knife up. Yeah, that's a and then the, the and the then blade. sex machine promptly flips up his dick. Dick on. Yeah, incredible. Dick gun is awesome because barrel is the dick, and then literally the two chambers for bullets are the balls. It's it's fantastic. Just giving the full visual. Sex here. machine. Sex machine. <laughs> we see Fred Williamson playing dominoes, and he keeps getting pissed off because the the exotic dancer keeps knocking over his dominoes. What's the name of his character again? I don't remember. I actually don't remember his name in the the movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. I have it right here because he's a good character too. I he, like him. Both. I love his character. You think they're both would be vampire hunters because they're skilled. Yeah. His name is Frost. Interesting. So this is happening, and then everything gets quiet, and someone announces. They announce <laughs> the great Santanico Pandemonium. Which is played by Salma Hayek. And this is Salma and, Hayek. Oh, my God. In 96. I need to know her workout regimen. This is Salma Hayek with all the goodies. She looks delicious. She is <laughs> she is way. like insta boner material. Yep, facts. It's She's crazy. stealing every guy's boners. She That's actually true. has bundled all of the boners. Is she the boner machine? She is literally the boner machine. It's nuts. It's wild. It, it's even like I don't like snakes, but her dancing with a snake is kind of hot. Dude, I can't believe how close she gets to that snake. She, that snake is like almost like on her face. She's actually like really scared of snakes. She like really took one for the team doing that. That's impressive. That that thing is huge. Because you, you saw like almost immediately she handed it to the snake handler behind her. Mm. She sees Richie. She starts walking to Richie. She puts her foot out, shoves her toes in his mouth, and pours a shot of whiskey down her leg, down her toes, and into his mouth. Awesome. Are you taking the toe shot? One thousand fucking percent. I'm also gonna. I don't even like feet, but I would suck her toes in that movie. That's fair. Hundred percent. I hate feet Literally myself, so any, it's like anyone would take that toe shot. Yeah. And then she like spits alcohol in his mouth. Yeah. Also hot. Yeah. I no. I would a hundred percent let her spit a shot into my it mouth. Sucks his chin. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino's got like an interesting chin. He's got his chin is very pronounced and um i know that seth is watching this and he's just enjoying this whole scene unfold yes but it's gonna come to an end it is because a fat guy the bartender and chet pussy come up to them and they're like yeah these are the guys that beat me up and this is the pussy who beat me when i was down and and seth it like immediately makes a like a remark to richie his brother because he knows richie is just like 
probably came in his pants at this point. He's telling him, he's like, all right, look, get back into, get back into yes, character. Like, get back into, you know, serial killer, psychotic rapist mode. They stab Richie in his whole hand already, though. Yeah. And then they just shoot and kill, like, Danny Trejo, fat guy, and then they kill Chet Pussy. Their turnaround kill time is very, very, very fast. fast. Yeah, but then... Richie looks at his hand and it's bleeding again. Profusely. And, yes. And Salma Hayek, she sees the blood and she literally turns into a pyre, jumps on Richie and bites a hole into his neck. Yeah, I'm not really into it anymore. No? Are you sure? Uh, with that looking vampire face? Yeah. The vampires in this movie are also hideous. They're horribly gross creatures. Yeah. They're not hot. Like They're, vampires? Like, vampires have gotten hotter over time. Hell yeah. But they're gross in this movie. Yeah. Um, but when she turns back, hmm, because this movie has this weird thing where like they're vampires and they're not vampires and they're vampires. I guess maybe some people see certain things. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then all the workers in the bar turn into pyres and like the fat guy sits up, Danny Trejo sits up, Chet Pussy sits up. They're all pyres and they're all just attacking and eating the patrons in the bar. Even the band that's playing there is vampires playing dead body part instruments. Which was such a great touch. Great touch when it comes to that point where they're playing normal instruments. And the band's great, by the way. They're playing normal instruments. And then those instruments, this transition happens become body parts. It, it's incredible. A little flesh guitar. And now, you know, you are watching a vampire movie. Yes. Kate takes her cross and she shoves it into Chet Pussy's mouth and he literally melts. His eyes blow up into her face and they shoot all the eye goo into her. The trope remains. Yeah. Frost impales a bunch of the vampires on, flips over a table and he starts picking up the girls and throwing them onto table legs. He literally kills four of these pyres in the quickest fashion I've ever seen. I'm like, this biker is literally a vampire hunter. Yeah. But, like, you have no backstory on these guys. And that's what I love. All these guys you know backstory for because they're just bikers and drifters in Mexico. And they're not even, you know they're not Mexican. No. Barely anyone's Mexican in this movie. Yeah. I thought Sex Machine was. Tom Savini was Mexican in this movie? I think, isn't he Italian? Is he? He's Italian in real life. I don't yeah. know if he's Italian in this the, movie. Sometimes you can confuse the two because they're both quite dark. I mean, certain parts of Italy, you could be black. Like, yeah. your skin could be black. I think Sicily. Would you believe everyone when I was a young kid asked me if I was Mexican? I don't see that. Not now. <laughs> well, you're dark when you're growing up? We spend every day on the beach. Oh, okay. Mm. We get super dark skin down there just because we grew up with it. Yeah. I don't fair. have that luxury. Um, uh, so now Selma Hayek pins Seth to the ground and she tells him how she's not going to kill him. She's going to slowly turn him. She's going to make him her slave. He's going to be her little doggy. She's going to name him <laughs> Spot. <laughs> so I like the way you say Selma Hayek. Because you're saying Selma Hayek, which kind of rhymes like... Kayak? Yeah. Isn't Selma Hayek? Selma Kayak. Yes. Isn't it Selma Hayek? Is it Hayek? You're it could be. You're saying Hayek. It could be Hayek. I'm asking you. I don't know. H-A-Y-E-K. And it is Hayek. But maybe it's pronounced Hayek. I have no idea. I always thought it was Hayek, so that's why I was it asking. C- it could be. I, I don't know. But she is Santanigo Pandemonium. What a name. What a name. Anyway, George Clooney shoots a chandelier and it falls and impales her and she dies. Epic. These vampires are surprisingly easy to kill. Well, this is the thing. And you they say this. They have very soft skin. They're they're like basically like the zombies from like any zombie movie ever where they're just like flesh bags. Yeah. Like if you just like punch, you could punch through them. Yeah. They're like, That's which, how soft they is, are. Which is funny because they even say they have super strength. Yeah, they have super strength, but they're flesh bags. Interesting. Like, like bo- it's a, it's like, a very interesting like, mix. Like basically walking blood bags. Yes. 
Which would actually make sense because if all they do is suck blood, they're like a mosquito. Like a, like a, yeah, they're just a mosquito. Yeah. So then um, the fat guy comes at them. They all fight the, the fat guy off. Then uh, Frost rips out the fat guy's heart. Sick. And the heart's still beating. And then Sex Machine takes a pencil and stabs the heart with a pencil. Yeah, it's funny. And Did it, you it, guys think at this point those two were vampire hunters? 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought. Really? I thought. Like, Me they too. were so skilled and they killed so quickly. They knew exactly what to do. Like, dude, what biker would you see at a, like, anywhere that would be able to do all this? It does, it, it does make sense to think Sex Machine is a, a vampire hunter because of the whip and, all, like, the... You know the cock pistol, like it, it all makes sense. It's like they and they were here, like I, I yeah. don't know, but they never like really go into it or delve into it, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, no. So yeah, you don't need that information. No. Yeah. So now the only people we have left are Jacob, his two kids, Seth, Frost, and Sex Machine. They're the only people alive in the bar. Somehow they survived. They kill off the rest of the vampires, and then. They're like, aren't they supposed to, like, blow up? And then literally, as they say that, they all melt. All the vampires they killed melt. Yeah. So then they go over, and they start, like, they see that Richie comes back to life. Mm-hmm. And they turn, just like in, in yes. vamp- other vampire movies. And they all, they hold down Richie, and then Seth has to drive a wooden stake through his brother's heart. I really thought Richie was going to turn, and then immediately, like, I thought it was going to happen. Obviously did not happen. I thought... Richie wasn't going to like die completely. I thought he was just gonna be like, oh fuck, I hate this. Then like slowly turn and then attack Kate. That's mm. what I thought was gonna happen. Yeah. So like you don't think like he still has his a human like idea even in death, maybe. He kinda did because he kinda like was like talking to them a little oh, bit. Oh, it's like, possible. You're right, yeah, that is true. So he probably carries over. Did you think at any point because there's a part where Seth mentions like, don't you like he threatens like someone not to kill. I think it's Seth like, do not kill Richie. I think yeah, I think Seth wanted to do it himself. He, okay, yeah, I, I didn't think that. Ever. I thought I thought I'm like okay, well, what is he? Is he trying to like the first time watching? Like, is he gonna like let him like the, yeah. the classic like he doesn't want to kill his brother. His brother's gonna go and kill people, but he just wanted to do it himself, himself. which, which was I cool. respect. Yeah. So then they start going around and they realize all these people are gonna come back to life. So they start staking all the people that were victims of this fight. And that's when one of them sits up and bites Sex Machine on the arm. You hate to say it. Because you, you're probably like, all right, eventually these badass guys are going to die. Is what usually happens. But, like, you just don't want to see quick. it. And it's interesting because you know what he does? He doesn't mention it to he anybody. He hides it. And he puts on a coat. Yeah. Doesn't want anyone to know he's been bit. Now, this is when Frost starts going into his nom story. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, eh, sliced him and sliced him and sliced him and sliced him. Amazing. I, I love it. I love the nom he, story. He does, a, he does like his facial expressions of when he's like telling the story and then how he like starts to get sad towards the end of it. And so like where I noticed where I remember this guy from is actually the Starsky and Hutch remake. Fred Williamson. He's the chief of police. He's the chief. And Juliet Lewis is also in that movie. Juliet Lewis just pops up in good movies all the time. She, she's a natural born killer. She's in other. Oh, yeah. Is she in any other Quentin Tarantino movie? They're good I friends. Don't think so. She could be that we just don't remember. They are good friends. She's in a lot. Does she? I think she's an Oscar too. She's legit incredible. She really is. She was in Cape Fear. I think with De Niro. Who is she married? She's married to somebody, right? That, that I, sh- I don't know. Can we just become a Juliet Lewis podcast? <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to that. She's so awesome. I don't think it'll say she's married to on there. No, I won't. I'm just gonna check out her movies real quick. I'm just curious now. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. But anyway, I'll talk about the movie I while we're doing a this. Lot. Okay, so as he's telling this story though. 
Sex Machine starts to slowly turn into a vampire. Which is really fun to watch. Yeah, you see the fingers grow, like the, the, his the teeth. teeth grow, the hair grow. Everything just starts growing on him. And you can kind of hear, like, whispers in the background, like, kill them. Like, yeah. to show that, like, he's kind of losing it as himself. You, 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 it's like you have who you are, but it's like this, like, overriding, like, sense of having to kill and eat everyone, like, overpowers you. So then, like... It's pretty cool. As he's telling the story, you see these fingers crawl up over Fred Williamson's back, and Sexman Machine bites Fred Williamson yeah. in the neck. And Fred Williamson, like, honestly, is probably the fastest change of the movie. 100%. They then all, like, try to fight Sex Machine, but he literally beats the shit out of all of them. And then Frost, Fred Williamson's like, come on, Sex Machine. He runs at him. He throws Sex Machine out of a window or a door. It's a door, right? Door. And all the other vampires swarm in. And then in the creepiest shot of the whole movie, Fred Williamson is now turned into a vampire. He has this, like, huge, like, weird gaping hole mouth. Like, it's like a, a weird grin. And he just points at the survivors. And they have to... Oh, and one more thing I should point out. During the fight with Sex Machine, Sex Machine Harvey Keitel gets bit in the arm. And thrown into the bar. He's definitely the slowest change. By far. It's it's very inconsistent. Maybe it's where you get bit. I don't know. I don't know. I also thought, I'm like, okay, maybe they'll try to cut off their arm, but nobody went for that approach. I no. thought like it would be from- I thought it would be an interesting approach that he didn't change because he was a priest. It would have been interesting to go those that, routes. That would be the route if he still had, like, faith. He does get it back, though. Soon. He's, he, yo, he's convinced to have faith. Yeah, he really yo. is. <laughs> So uh, Seth and the two kids get into a back room where they lock the doors and hide from the uh, the vampires. So we cut to Harvey Keitel. He's behind the bar. He gets a shotgun and a stick, and he puts it up as a cross. And it's like a hundred vampires in this bar now. Yeah, it is swarmed with pyres. And like I said, it, it looks like they're going to be overwhelmed. It, the, the sentiment is they're all going to die in here. Yes, but he keeps his cross. He starts shotgunning them as they get close, and he makes it to the back room, and he's like, open the door! I mean, because theoretically, anything could be a cross if you put it towards each other. together. I it. think that even the, the Chinese boy says it. He's like, you just need two sticks. Two sticks. They get him. He says he's bit. I think Kate's like, you're going to be okay, right? He's like, no, I'm not. I'm one of them, all right? I'm already dead, but I'm going to help you take as many of those motherfuckers out as I can. And he wants them to swear to him. Yeah. Swear to me that when I turn, you guys will kill me. Yes. I think the main thing I want is to just be in that back room and see everything that the truckers brought in. Yeah, because they have a lot. Yeah. So it's, they, so it's like a lost and found, except bigger. So oh. Yes. I'll point out here, that's when they realize there's all the loot. From all these trucks. It's like playing Borderlands if you made it to the loot cave, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Biker uh, loot. And this is when they start to get all the weapons. Like, they get a power drill that's a, a stake. They get holy water balloons and holy water water guns. Well, they're not balloons. They're condoms. Oh, yeah. They're condoms. <laughs> I, I assume some were balloons if there was water guns back there, too. But, yes, condoms as well. Um, just, you're just throwing like water dicks at everyone. Just yeah. Holy water dicks. They have, from all the bikers that they've killed over the years and fed on, all the lonely bikers, they've had to grab their gear, or their bikes, whatever they had, they had to ditch it. I mean, we'll see. They have territory. Yeah. But now you know, like, yeah, there's a reason why this is from dusk till dawn and why it's open so late, the titty twister. Yep. Because need to the tires are out. Yeah. So. Where are the coffins? Kate also has a crossbow. Okay. Gotta point that out. She's Daryl from The Walking Dead now. Yep. Needs to be one. So, like Brian said, Jacob makes all three of them promise that they will kill him the second he turns. Gree 
reluctantly, the two kids agree, they open the door and Seth just starts drilling. He's just drilling vampires. Oh, yeah. They need to fight their way out and they need to um, somehow protect themselves from the multitude swarms of pyres that are in this bar now because it is fucking crazy. Luckily, they only come in like sets of two or three. They're not all just ganging up on them, luckily. I mean, it's almost like they're coming in short waves. Yes. They know they have to be fodder. Yes. You need, you need fodder. But like there's, there's short lines. So, there's so many of them. You feel like they could have easily taken them out, though. Oh, yeah. Also, they're like they're easy to kill. Like we said, they're not like tough vampires. They're just mis- reskinned mosquitoes in human form, but yeah. no longer human because you're a pyre. Seth starts to fight sex machine. Shane, turn into a vampire. <laughs> that was a cat. I think I turned into one more time. There you go. <laughs> the last one was pretty good. Thank you. I finally did it. Shane's vampire has been uh, a subject of a lot of conversations. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't want vampire Shane to come out. Vampire he Shane. He gets he, real bitey. He, he, it's different. He, he just wants hello. So Stop it. You do that very well. You think so? That's a good teeth chatter. With what's left of my teeth? Do you Ow. grind your teeth? Stop it! That, that's Brian. I hate okay. you both! Yo, what's your tongue doing? Yeah, my bro? tongue is fucking wild. Hello, ladies. My God, your Valvinus just keeps coming out. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. I'm about to quit. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. What is fair, though, is Sex Machine's head gets ripped off by a whip by Seth. And this is the only scene in the movie I don't understand. Why does he turn into a giant rat? <laughs> Yeah. I can't explain it. I've tried to think of multiple so, theories. I thought it was a hell dog, like a hellhound or something. It kind of looks like a rat. It kind of does look like a rat. I hope the hellhound uh, is true. because <laughs> we, we can hope. It, you know what it kind of reminded me of? It reminded me of the werewolf Sirius Black turns into from Harry Potter. Oh, like the really scrawny wolf. Yeah. That was, okay, the, that, was the coolest wolf in that, that Harry I mean, yeah, this one's just naked, more naked and not dark. Yes. A little more disturbing. It kind of also reminds me of a naked mole rat, but I'd like to think of the werewolf more. Yeah. Well, the rat then jumps on Clooney, and Clooney, like, holds him up. And then Kate shoots the rat in the head with a crossbow, and it catches on fire. (laughs) And then she shoots it again, and it fucking explodes. Then we cut to Jacob, who is now shoving his shotgun into Frost's stomach, and he's just shooting vampires through Frost's body, which is a badass scene. Super cool. Then he takes the shotgun out, and he's about to finish Frost off, and he just decides, fuck it, and melts. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. This uh, J- is such a cool action sequence, yeah, too. And, I and, fucking love it. And then Jacob's about to fight off a bunch of vampires, and then he stops, and they stare at him. Why do they stare at him, Bri? What? Why, why, do, why, do, why, why, do, the, why do the vampires just start staring at Jacob? I was going to say, like, why Why are you, uh, why'd you... Whisper? Call, yeah. I don't know. You call me out and like it was so like sexual. I know. Oh, why did the vampires look at Jacob? Is because he's a priest? No. Because he's a vampire? Yeah. Because he's Harvey Cattell? Oh no, it's because he's a vampire. Didn't he play the devil in Little Nicky? Yes, he did. Did you like that movie? I used to and then I grew up. Isn't Patricia Arquette so hot? Yes. Okay. But that movie's not funny anymore. It didn't yeah. age well. No, but you're right, yeah. Because he's uh it was an Adam Sandler movie. He's a vampire. Yeah. Shane, that's what you were looking for. It is. And they see this. The son sees this. Jacob then bites his son, Scott. We finally said his name for the first time. Asian boy. I feel so bad for 
his son. He in gets the, the worst death. Yeah. Because oh my god, it's she so lit- bad. Like, no one will literally fucking kill him, and he's literally just being eaten by six vampires. He's probably in so much pain. He's screaming, like, like calling begging. out for them, begging, and they just keep munching on him. And I actually really like the scene because it just shows you how gruesome Robert Rodriguez's mind is. I love it. Yes. Like, uh, no sympathy at whatsoever. It's brutal. So like the kid doesn't even turn. He's just being munched. Yes, on. but I, we need to mention before we munch on this child uh, that he actually hits his dad in the head with the condom balloon, melting half of his face off. And then he shoots him in the head and Jacob explodes and Harry Hill is dead. Then the vampires grab him and they have munch time. <laughs> Munchy munch. Manja manja. I quit. <laughs> I, why do we keep doing this? I think it's because we're thinking about McDonald's. Oh, God, we're so close. Yeah, we're so close. Well, let's munch on this boy. Yeah, well, no, the boy, yeah. So, do it again. I am leaving. Okay, we will not do it because we're almost to the end <laughs> of the movie. This is like the is eighth it, time it you, today. Does it give you chills? No, it makes me want to die. Oh, oh God, <laughs> that's extreme. Uh, so Kate sees this. She waits 10 seconds to make sure her brother gets munched real good. And then does ASMR herself. No, and then she finally shoots him and all of them explode. Yeah. It's just, uh, they're like blood balloons. Yes, that is exactly. I, I love she how need, fake need, it looks. She needs to not be such a fucking wuss. Yeah, because you clearly see their mannequins before they blow up, but it's still awesome. Love it. Practical, baby. Yes. So then it's just, it's literally just Kate and Seth left. It's the final two. And they start to see sunlight come through a little bit. And they see that when the sunlight comes through, it hits the vampires and they can't get through it. So they start shooting holes into the walls a little bit. Because they're, they're like... Got to conserve their ammo because they don't have much left. And Seth tells them like just like shoot outside. It, it, it's light out and there's like some holes poking through. Because she Sick says bet. she's like should I save the last two for us? And he's like yeah. no, shoot the next fucker that comes near you. Which also is a great like smart thing for a young girl like her to actually mention because number one like you don't want to turn. Yeah. And also like you don't want a painful death. Want a painful death. So you, she she's thinking ahead. Saw, I respect it. They literally saw how the brother. J- Jen would have offed herself before asking the you know, question. She would have offed herself before she got in the yeah. titty twister. Exactly. I would have been like, all right, we're done here. I would have offed myself as soon as like fucking Richie looked at me. Yeah. Oh my God. But anyway, Carlos shows up and he's like, hey, you guys in there? And this is Cheech Marin's third character? Yes, Cheech Marin is Carlos. They shotgun the door open. They kick it open. There's a disco yeah. ball that spins, shoots the light, all the vampires. Kaleidoscope of light. Yes. They all blow up. They run out of the bar. Basically, the bar blows up from all, all these vampires exploding. Pretty much. And I love how like they talk afterwards in Cheech Marin. My favorite line in the whole movie is coming up. You can hit the line. I'm like, Cheech Marin is like fucking clueless that like vampires were there. Yes. Well, that that's the thing. I've only driven past it a couple times. You said you want to place the state open till dawn. It, it, it's all incredible. And then like, because Clooney asked him that, and then Cheech Marin just leans in. He's like, well, wh- what were they? Were they psychos? And then Clooney says, psychos. He's like, psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't care how fucking crazy they are. <laughs> I fucking love that line. It's great. Clooney's delivery He's of that line referring is referring to his brother. Yeah. It's dude, it's so good. I love it. Just the whole like nonchalant how like Carlos is just like, it wasn't that bad. And he's like, everybody's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Seth is like, so my brother is dead. He's not coming back. We're renegotiating. Yeah, I, the lo- price. I love it. It's like immediately starts renegotiating because it was it went from 30%, and then I think he goes to like 15 and like really low balls. Yeah. Him. 
And then he's like, okay, you know what? Fine. He's like 25. He goes, 25? He's like, no. And I think they go back down like. No, no. He goes, no, he says 28. Then he says 20. And then they agree on 25. They agree on 20. Yeah. But Seth knows he's going to. No, no. So Seth plays it smart. They agree on 20. They go to shake on it. Seth knows he's going to say a different price, so he says 25 as they're shaking, so it's, like, locked in at 25. Because Cheech Marin was also about to say a different price as well. Or they both say 25 at the same time when they shake hands. It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. It's con men being con men. Then Kate's like, you need some company? I love how this movie ends. Yeah, he great throws ending. her, like, a big wad of cash. And he also, I also love his line to Kate. He's like, I may be an asshole, Kate, but I'm not a fucking asshole. And he just throws her the wad of cash and leaves her. Yeah, because number one, he tells her, like, El Rey's not the place to go. Don't want to go to El Rey, bunch of criminals. Fulfills the promise to the father, which is super important. They would never do anything bad or hurt his family after they got through with it. So he didn't go back on that. And even though she has nowhere to go, it's better for her that this happened anyway, just because not a good place to be with a criminal. Probably not the best to be with a criminal. Yeah. And she can go on and live her life however I, she wants to. Even I'm, she's really, I'm really glad that they didn't put them together. No. The, no, the, the ending is perfect. The ending is perfect. My favorite part of the movie is the last shot. Where she just like kicks the dirt and walks no. towards the yard. Oh! They then you, pan you know. to the back of the titty twister and there's just mounds of trucks and bikes. And it's a Mayan temple. Mayan temple, yeah. yeah. It's like an ancient area. So this has been happening forever. Forever. Yeah, so like the top of it, which is why the back area looks so fucking old, is just because it's an ancient Mayan temple. It's awesome. Love it. Great. So we can assume that the Mayans turned into vampires. uh, vampires. Awesome. And that's from Dust Till Dawn. (laughs) Shane, go in. Nine out of ten. Yep. This is one of my favorite vampire movies of all time. It's not my favorite. We already talked about what my favorite is. Uh, I don't have many negatives to say about this movie, so I'll just say the things I like the most. George Clooney. Everything about George Clooney in this movie is amazing. Yes. Quentin Tarantino. He is a creep, but goddamn, does he play a creep well. He's so... like You cringe looking at him in this movie. The effects of the vampires are... Awesome. All the sight, like it's like I just want to praise all the characters. Sex Machine, Frost, Kate, Harvey Keitel, Scott the Asian boy. It's just, they're all they're all so awesome. Like there's not a character in this movie I don't like. Cheech Marin playing three different people. Danny Trejo, the bartender. Like it's also awesome. They're all so good. It's also well acted. Like I said, like the only things I take away are there's certain things that don't make sense, like decapitation into a rat. Frost just melting out of nowhere. The band actually just disappears in the movie. They say, fuck you, everybody, good night, and literally I, blow up themselves. Oh, <laughs> I thought that they went to get the other bats. I, no, I don't even know. It's not I, even explained. Because as soon as they say, fuck you, and disappear, that's when you hear all the bats coming. Maybe. So, I mean, it's up to interpretation, but like I said, I, I love this movie. I've seen it more times than I can count. I've been watching this movie since I was a kid probably why i have a hard podcast now so yeah nine out of ten i'll shoot it over to you bry yeah i mean i I really love this movie i've never like seen a movie that has such a hard genre shift midway through Mm -hmm. but was like the total intention of the movie and it works like pretty well oh my god it's because it's it's like you're watching a robert rodriguez i'm gonna even give quentin because i think he had writing credits in this western action shift to a horror movie because we know that quentin tarantino also and both robert Rodriguez as well have experience in horror movies 
uh, both before, I believe, and after this movie. Definitely afterwards. So it just works so well, and it's such a cool idea and such a cool concept, and everything is good. It, it kind of falls in line with vampire lore, but the blood elements of both of these men, Rodriguez and Tarantino, you could tell there's just traces of it everywhere. Obviously, both these guys love blood, and they love it spewing everywhere. Everything's practical, I believe. I don't think there's yeah. any CGI, so obviously no, that's so. always cool. And the, like, all the characters are great. Like I said, Clooney is definitely the highlight. I love Juliette Lewis. Harvey Keitel is great. Richie's a cool psycho being played by Quentin Tarantino. Love it. And I love Selma Hayek's dance with a freaking ginormous, like, I don't know, snake on her shoulder. I don't know what kind of a snake it is. It's so cool. The setting is cool. The whole concept is awesome. And, but like my biggest takeaway is how awesome the casting and side characters are. Like, so great. Even from the beginning. Love Michael Parks. Love John Hawks. Drilled down to everyone in the bar. The drifting bikers of Savini and Williamson playing as Frost and Sex Machine. I do. I just really think it's amazing. And like Cheech Marin has a, has a cool role in this as well. I love it. I, I give this movie like a really, really absurdly high 8 out of 10. But like it is one of my favorite vampire movies and will always be. And I've seen it a ton of times and I'm going to always watch this movie. It'll be yeah. something I always go back to. I'm going to give this movie a 9 out of 10. I loved this movie. I thought the writing was good. I wasn't missing anything. I wasn't bored watching this movie. George Clooney at the age of 35 looks mighty fine. So, Facts. Yeah. He looked good in this movie. But tattoos aside, yeah, really liked this movie. I was not bored. I enjoyed it all the way through. I think I'm probably going to rewatch it. So solid 9 out of 10. I think this is the first 9 that I've given out. I don't know off the top of my head. I know that you gave a 10 out for Trick or Treat. I know that you gave, I'm trying to think of 9s that you've given out. Hmm. I don't think I've given out many 9s. I've gone as high as 8 a fair amount of times. I'm trying to think of movies that you like that you gave 9s to, and there's not a lot. There's not. I'm very picky. I don't know. If but you don't I, capture my attention, I don't go I do deeper. know you did give Trick or Treat a 10. That I, I do love know. Trick or Treat. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, great movie. Definitely good. All right, gentlemen. We, once again, do not have a shortage of people to put in our Necronomicon. We have the undead. We have the newly dead. We have the newly dead to the undead. So what are your nominations? This is tough. I have a lot of good ones. There's a lot of like important deaths in this movie. This is a movie where you probably got to go for an important Port, death. Yeah. Like everything, everybody just explodes. I'm trying to think of some cool ones. Well, the coolest one is Scott, but oh, I, yeah, I'm not Asian gonna. I, I'm not gonna put him up. I want to go with either. I either want to go. Who is Scott? He's the uh, Asian boy. Oh yeah, he does have a good death. He does have a great death. But I want to either put. Oh, man, this is tough. What's crazy is I actually love Cheech Marin's death where Kate puts the cross into his mouth and he literally melts and his eyes explode and like shoot into her face and she freaks I, out from I it. I like that death too because it's like almost the test if the age old adage of vampire lore would come to fruition. Yeah. And she's like, it's like, it's like the settling moment and it does work. Yeah. So it's cool. Oh God, though, I kind of want to go with, I feel like the most important death in the movie is Richie's because Seth has to actually kill him. But Harvey Keitel's death is awesome, where he has half a face. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Harvey Keitel. I think I'm going to agree with you, too. I'm going to go with Jacob. The the half faces. That was going to be my pick as well. Perfect. Pretty sick. Shaney boy, do you have a eulogy prepared for our dead, now undead, and dead again? Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Jacob, you were a former priest. You lost your faith because of a bad accident, but... 
you found it. You knew when people needed you most, you brought your faith back to help them. You were a calculated person. Even though your family was being kidnapped, you said you were the one in charge. I run the show. I run the show here. You shouted at the border of Mexico. Which was probably questionable to the Border Patrol being there, but that's not the point. You just always had a plan. You wanted to fight back at all times. But you met an untimely demise because you had a condom smashed into your face and your face melted off. And for that, we put you in our Necronomicon. Shane, that was beautifully spoken, my friend. Because I run the show here. His son tried to talk him out of that so bad. He's I, like, I run the show. I run the show. I love that. That's so is, great. Is this Walter White? Pretty yeah. much. I mean, I get where his son was coming from, but I mean, like, he doesn't run the show. No, he doesn't. So. All right. With that said, that is From Dust Till Dawn. And now we are starting sequel September. Hey, here we go. Where our first sequel will be Final Destination 2. We will say that all those sequels that we are doing in sequel September are movies that we have reviewed their first movie, and now we're moving on to the second. So we're going to Final Destination 2, a movie I know Brian doesn't like anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just hit different from when I saw it a long time ago. Like, And that happens a lot. Like, yeah. you, as a kid, you're not looking for the same stuff you're looking for now, or your entertainment is different. You know? I completely agree. Although I will say the movie is entertaining. It was not for a lack of entertainment. So you'll get that with all the Final Destination movies, pretty much. Yeah, entertainment. So I guess uh, there's really not much more to say other than we are going to sequel September. So we are the final podcast signing off, and we will see you next week on the highway to hell. Oh, yeah, the highway to hell. I literally hate. How long can I sing ACDC. before we get a copyright? All right, so right now. Off. Okay. I hate ACDC. No one likes them. You know what I do love, though, Bri? ASMR? No. You plugging our social medias. Because that's what I'm going to do right now. If you haven't already, the most important thing you could do to support this podcast is give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Because no one's going to hear about us if you don't do that, you piece of shit. You fuckface. Do it. Yeah, stop being a stupid asshole and rate us on Apple Podcasts. You son of a bitch, you fucking Please. prick fucking borderline hates you if you don't do it it'd be also nice if you followed us on facebook and twitter at the final pod ever you fucking moron and if you also could give us a fucking follow on instagram at the final podcast that'd be nice you fucking dick face guys yeah. don't be rude say please so i'm sorry i didn't mean it please fucking we cuck. beg you you cunts